live. Here we go. And we're live. Putting it on the public. There's going to be cussing. Look at the screen. If you're a child, turn away. Turn away. If if you're sensitive. Close your ears. Close your ears and close your eyes. Just don't even, don't even look at the screen to shut the computer, to shut the screen, the window down. Just pick the computer up and throw it out the window. Destroy your electronic device. Yep. All right. And theme song. Saturday morning dubcast episode number four. This is Randy. This is Louie. And we're back after dude. It's coming up on a year since we've done a, an SMD show. Oh yeah. Which is pretty crazy. When was the last time specifically? Specifically? I can find out for you. I can find out right now. We're instantly live action research on the show. Yep, yep. Let's see. And if you go to Saturday morning dubs dub <clears throat> Saturday morning dubcast dot you can listen to the other episodes. And actually, I, I've even already posted um, a post tonight that should have this video playing in it right now. But the last one was September first. So not quite a year. Not quite a year. A few months shy of a year, but pretty close, man. It's been like nine months. Well, September's yeah, but nine months. We're having a baby. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, people could have had babies in that time. They could have went from conception to birth. Fact, that's <laughs> what this is. This is the SMD baby. This is the SMD baby because this is the first episode on the uh google setup yeah and i'm i'm dude i'm i'm grooving on it and not only is the google setup it's live streaming out to youtube which is pretty exciting and and a little nerve-wracking true true and we're minus one usual co-host which you know with our other podcast emg it kind of varies a lot Especially, and I've been thinking about it. Season two that we've been doing so far, we right. haven't had the we haven't had the usual co-host lineup at all. The closest we had was me and you on your interview episode. Right, right. We haven't been able to line up a good Triforce meeting. In fact, if you think about it, the one person who hasn't appeared in season two of EMG Radio is also not here tonight, Mister Stevo. I'm, I'm cut. I'm, I'm calling them out in public. Calling them out on the on the, on the YouTube feed, alive. <laughs> calling him straight, straight out. Um, and he's at your house. God damn it! If he didn't, dude. If he didn't have a girlfriend, I'd be like, fuck that. You beat the door down. You you find a watermelon. You put that watermelon on your head, and you come in chanting. <laughs> Watermelon. What is a melon helmet? 
<laughs> Metal and helmet. That's a good one. Oh yeah, that's definitely. That. Do, you want to t- do you want to tell that story at all? You were one of the melon helmets, weren't you? I was a melon helmet. Yep. Um, well, sure, I'll tell the story. It's a pretty simple story. I mean, we put uh, Ever Everclear, or was it vodka? I think it was Everclear into a into a watermelon. Ate it, and then at the end. We were gallivanting around the house, screaming melon helmet and waking all the other people up. Yeah, it was late as shit, dude. Like, the party was gone. Yeah, it was probably, like, four or five in the morning. Like, I don't even remember... I don't even know if I got in on the watermelon itself, but I was there for the after effects with the melon (laughs) People did not seem happy about that. Were you one of the ones that got woke up? No, I wasn't. Like, I don't know where I was for the party, but I was there late night for it. That's about it. I don't, I don't know if I come over late, or it was just one of those parties where I don't remember a lot of them. So I'm sitting here watching the our, our video feed as it goes out, and like I like the idea of the camera switching uh, by who's talking, but since we just have pictures up, it just seems like it's randomly switching back and forth between pictures. <laughs> That's great. So that, so the the skull, the Saturday morning dubcast logo screen with the uh, with the address there. Check it out. You should type that address into the bar above you, into the address bar, and go there and fa- and favorite it. Bookmark it for future reference. You should always have it bookmarked. Yep, that's the screen. Set it as your home page. <laughs> yes, set it as your home page. Worship your it. Make it the most popular link that you go to. <laughs> yep, I want you to go there every day. That's the new Facebook, except there's no socialness. I guess you could comment on stuff. You can, so you can get into a comment conversation. Uh, that that reminds... Yeah, Exactly. That reminds me, I have been doing, like, I mentioned before we started that I last weekend I took, like, a four-day weekend with a couple paid days off and then my normal weekend days for a fucking mini-vacation from work just to retain some sanity. Gotta, you gotta do that. Mm-hmm. A lot of that time I spent building um, the new version of the Electronic Musicians Group website. And it's it's coming together pretty nice, I think. I saw a little bit of that. You posted that in EMG. It's, it was looking pretty savvy. Well, I was trying to, and I don't know if anybody who ends up listening to this even knows what the hell we're talking about, but um, <clears throat> I guess a quick intro. Oh, yeah. EMG cross-pimping. Is, it is cross-pimping. Um, EMG is basically like a network of... I guess we call electronic-based musicians, but really it's pretty much anybody that makes music. And anybody that makes music today uses computers for mixing and recording, so it's all kind of electronic-based. <clears throat> but EMG, the Electronic Musicians Group, is basically just a network of musicians we set up. Oh, there you go. Wow. This is the uh, post of the little uh, teaser, if you will. Yeah, I'll click on it so it stays there. Yeah, that's kind of 
like what I'm going for was like kind of a simple, clean interface because when James was doing the site before it, excuse me, it looked really nice, but we decided there was too much clutter and what we were basically striving for because we weren't getting enough traffic from like the EMG members uh, themselves who were like the reason we built the site. So we were like, how can, like, we need to make it as user-friendly and clean and simple as we can to try to attract people. We want it to be useful. Yeah, we want it to be useful to the members. And then also nice for when the public comes, because, you know, we pimp it out to the public because we have links to the podcasts, to all the albums. Oh, not all the albums, but most of the albums that I could scrape together from, there's so many, like, members it's hard to like, I just don't have the time to find all the links, but as it is on that site, there will be the links and also the EMG radio site. There are links to over 50 albums and most of those albums are free and they're all awesome. They're all, it's not like some crap albums. It's good. You must check them out. So I'm working on that site right now. And that's what I spent a lot of my, my free free time weekend off, which was awesome actually. But um, I'm excited for, like, all I have to do really is to kind of smooth out some more of the pages, like the music page and, like, figure out how I'm going to post the podcast and stuff. But uh, nice. once it's done, dude, it's going to be pretty nice, I think. Very good. Hell yeah. It's looking pretty sleek. It's going to be, like... Now this current this site isn't going to have forums like the old stuff which kind of sucks because we did bring in some new members through those forums just from like general public new people come check it out and start talking to us right right um so we're not going to have forums right now but I'm going to build like an even better version of the site later on when I have more time and then I'll actually get like paid hosting because as it is that site is hosted on blogspot but the idea is you go there the address won't have any blogspot blogspot uh, branding nor will the site so uh, hopefully the visitors except i just told them will not know that it's even a blogspot site at all it's not blogger it'll just look like a nice website so i'm excited well that's cool i'm a fan of free i am a fan of free too who can't be? I know, I know, right? And, I mean, I did pay a little bit. I paid for the um, domain name. That was the main thing. James had the domain before, but he just didn't have to- the time to keep the site up, and it was costing him too much money, and not enough people were using it. So right. I, got, I finally got um, the domain transferred to me from him. So I own the domain name, and that was the main thing holding me back on getting the site up and going again. So now that I got that, I'm just smoothing it out, and then it'll be live and ready to go. Very soon, very exciting. So if anybody's like, if you're if you're li- looking for new music to listen to, and I don't know how many people are actually like me, but like, I can't stand the radio. I never listen to the radio anymore. Oh no! And it when people ask me like, like at work, new people. There's been a lot of new people at work which is part of the reason I took vacation. It was just, ugh, work, a lot of changes. Anyway, um, when people ask me what I listen to, it's kind of difficult because I I can't be like, oh, you know, 
rock music or whatever they play on the radio or country or anything because I don't listen to any of that shit. I listen right. to lots of various stuff I find on the on the internet. Internet music. <laughs> Dude, for the win, like, I don't understand the people, like, that are just stuck in these certain time periods and listen to the radio all the time because all they play are the same set of, like, 12 songs over and over. Right, right. So maybe, they'll oh, cycle ahead. one they'll cycle one new song in maybe here or there every week every two weeks and that's it dude and that's it like and I can't do that it, it irritates me so if you're like me and you're always looking for new music you're looking for something that's better something with soul something interesting something unique um, or even just something in a in a style that they don't play on the radio because a lot of the styles that I like these days don't get much radio play. Check out right now the best places to check out emgradio.com which it's so nice to say emgradio.com without having to say the blogspot cuz I buy right. that domain as well. I've been buying domains, man. Buy them domains up. pulling in the uh, internet real estate. <laughs> Internet real estate. Hold on, let me you see know, here. Obviously, Please. it serves our. Obviously, it serves our purpose since we run that shit as well. But go to emgradio.com, listen to the, either the podcast or click like the music tab, and start checking out some of the albums in there, man. Like, there's so many good albums, and like I said, maybe 98 percent of those albums are totally free to download. Full albums. It's pretty sweet. In fact, in fact, uh, Louis might have a little something. Louis might have a little something for you to listen to over there. Might have a little something. Little s- subliminal hit. Yeah, subliminal hit, man. I did. I actually, I, I added your um, I added your your album just the other day. Do I feel kind of bad that the first whole part of this? Uh, podcast is pimping our other podcast <laughs> <laughs> welcome to saturday morning dubs cast everything about emg <laughs> everything about emg that's all right that's all right this is what well, this is what it is which i like i did this random album pick so if you don't know what to listen to all you have to do is go to that website and every time you load the website every time you visit It'll load a new album. All you have to do is click that, and it'll take you to an album to listen to. Just nice. And I guarantee, if it's on there, it's going to be good. A little subliminal hit action. What? Yeah. Subliminal hit. You got to check it out. So that's Louis' music. You guys should definitely check that out. All right. Okay. Check it, check it, check it. You didn't see none of that. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. Wait, wait, we didn't have a topic. <laughs> Welcome to SMD, the never topic. The never. I've been thinking about it because with EMG, not that we have like a specific format, but we kind of do since we play the music. Right. But I think what we're going to do with this podcast, and it's pretty much like before we had already agreed that this is what the podcast was going to be, but we still kind of like tried to snap it into a certain structure. This is just going to be the whatever the fuck we want to do podcast. 
Pretty much. I mean, that's, that's what it's always been when it comes down to it. Like you said, we initially tried to put some structure to it. We made it about, you know, certain things, but when it comes down to it, yeah, it's fuck around podcast. <laughs> and there will be the certain things, like I think there will be special episodes that will feature certain things once in a while. Like I do want to do some shows with your brother, and we I want to do... A Doctor Who special, because since you and Steve aren't into it, I'm going to stop trying to force Doctor Who into every episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, instead of forcing Doctor Who into every episode, once in a while I'll get a hold of your brother and we'll do like a Doctor Who special or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I can still have my geeky cake and eat it, too. <laughs> get the Whovians together. Yep, exactly. And they have comic books and stuff like that, you know. Some of the stuff, like the usual type of subject matter that might come up, we're just not going to, like, force it if it doesn't need to be there. True that, true that. And then we're also going to, like, if we want to do a random episode where we just talk about EMG the whole time, which seems weird, but then we're going to fucking do it. (laughs) That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And you're going to love it. You're going to eat it up with a fucking silver spoon, you rich bastards. <laughs> I don't know why now, you're rich. Now eat it. Shove they it are rich. Did what you say? They are rich. They if, are they have rich. Enough, if they have enough time to listen to us right now, they're fucking rich. You're rich. <laughs> You got a bunch of poor slumps doing your job for you. Modern day slavery. Yeah, well, yeah. Called wage slaves. I hate wage slave. I hate it. I hate being a wage slave. Oh yeah. Work just enough to pay the bills. So since we were just talking about how the show's not going to have any structure forced into it. <laughs> Would you like... I have this, like, interesting news article that I'd like to talk to you about. So, in a way, I'm just yeah. forcing some structure into the episode. Bring, in, bring it up. Bring it out. This is actually, like... I wanted to mention this because this is fucking super cool. This is something that um, uh, I didn't know about. Uh, my girlfriend Melanie told me about just tonight, like shortly before she went to bed. She uh-huh. posted a, th- a link to this on Facebook and was telling me about it. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Here, hold on. Let me switch over to the article. I'm basically, this might not be exciting, but I'm basically going to kind of read the article. But I'll go ahead and switch to the article so you can see what I'm talking about. Because this is That's cool. So basically, scientists have figured out a way to expand how much information they can put on a DVD. Right now, a single-layer DVD can hold 4.7 gigabytes, right? You know, that's... Okay. That's a chunk of... That's, you know, 4.7 gigabytes. Yeah. They figured out how to expand the amount of information they can put onto a DVD up to 1,000 terabytes. That's like 100,000 gigabytes worth of information. is an extremely big expansion... On it's, what they had before. It's huge. As it is, a DVD, you can't really put 
I mean, I guess you could maybe put a movie on there, like a high-def movie, but that's why they moved to Blu-ray, because Blu-ray can hold more information. On a DVD, you can't really put uh, much in the way of high-def video. They said with the way, with this, like, with the way this works, you can put up to, like, you could essentially put up to 10.6 years of compressed high-definition video, or 50,000 full high-definition movies on to one single DVD with the way this works. One DVD to rule them all. Dude, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's like... You would fit an entire collection of DVDs onto one disc, then. And then have, like, room, because I don't know anybody that has 50,000 fucking movies. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I have hundreds, maybe, maybe even thousands of movies on DVD and shit like that. But 50,000 is pretty... 50,000. Yeah, that's like a room full. And the fact that it's not even like they invented this new disc, like when they went from DVDs to Blu-rays, it's the fact that they figured out how to use the technology we currently have to expand DVDs by... Nice. I, I don't even know how much. Just huge. So basically, this article was posted two days ago um, on this website called theconversation.com. This is where I'm getting this information. Oh. Gotta have the con- you gotta have the conversation. Yeah, I've never heard of the website, but it also it looks like it's mostly kind of, you know, science-based uh, articles they have. They're, ta- they're talking about data storage and technology. They've got the, yeah, they, they, they've got that kind of thing going on here. It, it looks like they talk about different kinds of all different kinds of things that they got. Yeah, business, environment, medicine, health, politics, society, and all that shit. Yeah, so, that. like it's not like some crazy. Well, it could be, but it doesn't seem like some crazy like random rumor website. There's a million of those. It's some legit alternative media that you can, this seems like you can trust. Yeah. And they, they have links to links to where they got this information. They got the sources. You got to have sources. That's the big thing. It's kind of interesting. And it's a little bit beyond, of course, you know, my general comprehension of how DVDs work, but to break down how they put it is, Okay, the operation of optical data storage is rather simple when you, well, so they say. (laughs) When you burn a CD, for example, the information is transformed into strings of binary digits, zeros and ones, also called bits. That's, you know, sure, that's pretty simple. Each bit is then laser burned onto the disk using a single beam of light in the form of dots. So then, you know, your Blu-ray or CD or DVD player reads those dots by a laser light, you know, shooting a laser on there, reads the dots and that's the information. Okay. So apparently what, apparently what it was, what the things were limited were by the size of the dots. You could only, the dots, you could only make the dots so small. So then naturally, depending on the size of the disc or whatever, you could only put so many dots on the disc. Oh, okay. And it gets into why, with um, basically like this guy's law of you know the nature in which 
light itself works, light beams and lenses and stuff like that. But basically what they do is they use two laser beams, and it says the first beam, which is pictured here, blow that up a little bit, this red beam is the first beam. And it has a round shape and is used to activate the recording. It is called the writing beam, which is kind of weird. The second beam, which is the purple, as they say, half donut, donut-shaped beam, uh, plays an anti-recording function, inhibiting the function of the writing beam. Mm. It doesn't really make sense. Purple donut. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's is that red stuff jelly? I love cream. <laughs> but basically, what it says is when the two beams are overlapped, so it goes, puts them to overlaps them. The second beam cancels out the first in its donut ring, and the recording process was tightly contained. So basically, okay, say that red dot is the size of the dot that they were able to do before. It's right. it can only go that small. Well, apparently what this second laser does is when they shoot that information, it basically cancels out where they overlap, and you're left with this even smaller dot uh, right in the middle. The white and dot. The white dot, because anything like that overlaps here gets canceled out, and it focuses this information even tighter. So that's how they're able to make even smaller dots and save more information. From what nice. I understand, having read this article a little bit earlier, and otherwise knowing nothing of the technology. See, sometimes it's not about making a brand new technology. It's just about making old technology more efficient. And I think that's what is, like, for me, so astounding. Because that's what I said. I was like, that's fucking astounding. It's because it's not even, like, a new technology. It's a new way to use existing technology. So if they were to, like, I don't know if how the, like, industries look at this. Because in a way, this is kind of, like, a bad thing for people that want to sell more DVDs. Right. But... So essentially, to implement this, the technology is already there. You'd have to alter it and probably make new drives with the two laser setup. But the DVDs don't have to be changed, as far as I can tell. And the like, the lasers that they need to use are nothing new. It's just an alternate configuration. With you know, I'm sure there's some differences, but like it's here. The technology is implement is able to be implemented, and that's what right. blows my mind. Is such it's such a huge jump without a change of technology. It's just the like you said using it in a different way. A simple tweak in the old technology, and there you go. And I will... I don't know how well any of this is going to play out when we post the audio-only podcast. I'll have to cut some of this stuff down. But I'll put a link to this article in both, um, I think, in the description of the YouTube video and also when I post it on the uh, SMD website. Nice. But you got to know. Really, uh, yeah, I thought... I just... I thought that was... I thought that was super cool, so I had to share it with somebody. And so I shared it with you and everybody listening. That works. That works. You learn something new every day, and that's what I learned today. Like, I want that right now. I want that technology in my computer because I could burn everything I have on all three of my hard drives and still have so much room to spare and only have used one disk. Like, it's glorious. Yeah, you can start backing up your entire computer onto... A DVD, then. Yeah, easily. And you wouldn't even, like, according to how much 
a hundred or what did it say? One thousand terabytes. Oh yeah. You wouldn't even. What is it? I'm trying. Multiple to term. Multiple computers. It's a petabyte, up to one petabyte, which is an unfortunate name. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but like a thousand terabytes, I have, and it's not even full, but I have maybe three and a half terabytes worth of space I could use. Wait. Three and a half or four terabytes, I don't know, of space. And if one DVD could hold a thousand terabytes, like, I'm not even scratching a fraction. Oh, yeah, I know. That disc. It's very cool. Yeah, like I said, you could fit multiple computers worth of information onto one disc at that point. Mm Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, there's your science news for today. Maybe we got some science news. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to f- pick out some interesting science fact every time we do one of these. So in case the conversation lulls, we can fall back on that. Well, it's always been kind of a weird news dubcast because what was it the uh, time that we uh, broadcasted about the anal hat girl? Oh man, I really like doing the weird news, and I, weird I news. have I have a weird. We news have some weird time. news pulled up. I have one pulled up for if, if we need it later, but I like the weird news. I like interesting technology news, but not all technology news is necessarily interesting. You know what I mean? Right. But I thought that last one was interesting. Like, I know I said we we're not going to have structure, but there's certain things that I want to have in place every time we do an episode so that if just us ranting back and forth doesn't work, we can always just fall back on that. Oh, yeah. And since it's just two of us, it's nicer to have those things to fall back on. Now I'm now I'm on this kick of weird news. I'm looking up weird news right now. Robert disguises himself with clear plastic bag. That dude looks like he took a bit of a beating. Wow! Yeah, some scrapes or something. A little bit of a puffed up eye. Oh yeah, definitely. Boy, he got his ass kicked there. Okay, so he's forty-one year old British. Dude convicted this week of robbing a gas station in Cornwall, UK. In last hey. last September, while wearing a see-through plastic bag. <laughs> Whoa! Neil and his accomplice were drunk and high on stolen medication when they decided to rob the gas station. <laughs> I wonder what medication. Jeez. Oh. Something enough that give him the idea that suffocating themselves in the middle of a crime would be a good idea. No shit. No shit. I don't think he quite understood the reason for putting a bag over your head. If you can see through it. Right. It, wonder- it doesn't... It doesn't necessarily, like, hide his identity, but at the same time, it does, like, cut his oxygen level off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He tried using his mobile phone as a pretend gun, only to have the phone light up during the, during it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very unfortunate. That's great. Oh, man. Does it say what, what he ended up getting? Like, uh, like, uh, oh, is the trial still pending or something? 
Neil was sentenced to two years in prison for his crime, while Tilly received a two-year sentence at an earlier trial, according to the Telegraph. Oh, okay. What do we got here? More dumb criminals mugshot gallery? Let's see here. Quante Powell. Powell is accused of running naked around a Florida apartment complex in February of 2012. Police... Oh, man, you... Go ahead. <laughs> Police report on Powell's arrest notes that statements from the defendant were not possible as he would only state he loved cocaine and needed more cocaine. <laughs> Dude, it reminds me of uh, the, the the clown from Metalocalypse. I do cocaine! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that look on his face dude that's the mugshot of somebody who's like ah oh, shit yeah he's like so stupid i'm fucked now dude you gotta be pretty fucked up to just like run around naked and tell the cops you need more cocaine <laughs> oh god yeah you're pretty much confessing at that point oh yeah yeah what do we got here darren lynn coing coinig coinig was accused in February of 2013, of throwing hammers at Texas construction workers and then barricading himself inside his residence when police arrived in questioning. What? 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 First off, throwing hammers at people is fucking dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that dude looks dangerous. He does, man. I don't. He looks like he's ready. To, he looks like he's ready to throw a hammer. Where's his shirt? <laughs> what happened to his shirt, man? He looks like the kind of type of guy who should probably be having a, wearing a shirt. <laughs> right, right. Probably ripped it off in his hammer throwing fit. Oh man, that's awesome. We can get off of the dumb criminals list. We had to. What? We had to share a couple of them. What website was that? Um, let's see. Was this Huff Post. Yeah, HuffPost weird news right here. All right, cool. Yeah, I figure if we we I gotta give them props if we're gonna basically like just read their news. <laughs> <laughs> All original information. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't plagiarism. This is us. Uh, this is us citing our sources. Yeah. All original information. <laughs> oh, shit. Let's see. What else? Oh, this would have been... This would have been... Maybe I'll save that one. I don't know. This would have been a lot more fun with three of us going on. But, um... Oh, yeah, we'd get the full circle banter. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a void. And I wanted to do, like, top fives, like, kind of pick a different thing, and then just kind of, like, we could just list and talk about some of our top five favorite whatevers, and then that would, like, kind of spur on some conversation. But I think that would work better with three of us. We could try it with two of us. Basically what I was thinking, and I know you don't play a lot of video games, but you used to play video games back in the day, and excuse me, talking about retro games are almost is almost more fun. Oh yeah. But I was thinking we could do like talk about our top five favorite video games of all time, and either the games we think are the best, or just the ones we have the most nostalgia for. Right, right. 
and we they wouldn't have to be ranked or anything. Since it's just the two of us, we don't have to get in depth on like top five. But I'm kind of curious, especially since you did play mostly old school games, so you're not big on the new games. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, what are some of your favorite old school games, man, that like you think hours into, or when you think of, you're just like, they, it puts you like in a specific point in time. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Um, I used to sink hours into games like uh, Earthbound. Oh, dude, that's that one's that one's super super popular, and I hear it referenced a lot. But I never played much Earthbound. That's old school. Uh, that's a Super it's, Nintendo RPG, yeah. It's an old school Super Nintendo RPG, but it's not the you know the classic uh, medieval magic. You know, it's 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 more set in say like a '90s suburb type environment. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's kind of interesting. Like, they don't even do stuff, RPGs too much like that now. Yeah, like, you go to an ATM and stuff like that, and you use the telephone and stuff like that. So it's kind of, instead of going to the inn, you know, like, in the medieval-type RPGs and stuff like that, you're actually going to a hotel, you know. I got a picture of. I remember seeing this. I remember seeing this. Um, I got a picture pulled up on Google Images here. Yeah. I remember seeing this this cover in the stores all the time. I just never like rented it or anything. It's actually parts of the game are fairly difficult. I am not gonna lie. Like I actually remember needing the uh, strategy guide back in the day in order to figure a few of the parts out. Yeah, that's old school. Strategy guides back in the day, dude. That's back before like before internet. Yeah, like it's kind of crazy to think about that, but like the younger generations than us, the and especially the really young ones, dude that have like no concept of how things worked before the internet because with video games you'd have to go out to a store and if you wanted like a strategy guide you had to buy a book and it was usually like six to ten bucks for this book oh yeah told you how to play the game whereas now you just pull up the internet and you google it or you look it up on youtube and you watch somebody do it like there was nothing like that back then yeah there's always at least somebody who's going to go and post how to and this game is crazy. Like, the end battle is insane. Like, how to actually defeat the last boss is quite a process, actually. It's not the classic, like, the last boss runs out of HP and you win. It's like you have to do some weird shit, like, at the end battle in order to actually succeed. I think I might have tried this years later on, like, uh, somebody's emulator or something. But I don't think I ever played it that much. Super Nintendo days. Like, I was a Super Nintendo kid. I didn't have Nintendo, but I played a lot of Nintendo because everyone else in the world had a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. So I played, like, all the classic Nintendo games, you know. Obviously, the, uh, the original Tetris on Nintendo. Um, Contra. 
shit like that. I played that, but I was definitely. Oh hell yeah! Contra was Contra was awesome, dude. Yeah, Contra is an awesome game. That's one of the first games. Like, I mean, you could play like older games, Atari games with multiple multiple people, but that's one of the first like games where that I remember where it's like you didn't have to have two people, but the game was so much better if you had two people. That's yeah, holy weird. shit. 1988, man. Holy shit, dude. 1988. So I was... Wow, dude. I was seven. I was a mere... I was a mere three years old at that point. You were three fucking years old when Contra came out. That's crazy. Meanwhile, there's probably people come across this video if they've managed to get this far into the fucking show. They're like, 1988? I was born in 96. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, that's serious. That's crazy. Um, Contra is considered one of the hardest video games of all time. I've heard that. I should have a source, but that's just kind of like generally it's considered one of the hardest games of all time. Oh, speaking of Nintendo, you know what I've been playing a lot recently? I got it on the Wii, but I've been playing the original, uh, what is it? Kirby's Adventure for Nintendo. Oh, nice. Dude, I can't believe, like, when I was younger, I don't, I wouldn't have ever, like, made a point to play that game because, you know, I was a stupid young kid. I was a boy. Oh, it was a pink puffball. What the fuck is this? Fucking stupid pink fucking ghost. Uh huh. And <laughs> it's not, it's not incredibly difficult, but the game is awesome. Like, it's got that, like, just that simple mechanic of being able to suck in enemies, and then you hit down and you take their power. It's kind of a Mega Man style uh, mechanic. They right a little bit, yeah. Just just that little fact makes the game so awesome. Nice. I do like that con- that aspect of the Kirby suction. Once he sucks the enemy up, he gets that power. I've always liked that about Kirby. Mm-hmm. I recently been playing a bit of Wii. I hadn't, like... Do we have that fucking Wii sitting in the living room for, like, two years? And all it does is gather dust. So I kind of, like, was like, yeah, made a point. I'm gonna play this Wii a bit. Make it worth the investment, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I gotta... Is that cats in the background? Meow Meows? Oh, um... I possibly. Thought I thought I heard a Meow Meow. Very possibly. You're probably hearing my cats better than I am at this point since I have headphones on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I could drown out my cats, you know, sometimes. See, there's a cat laying on the bed, but it's sleeping right now. Maybe it's ghost children I'm hearing, and you can hear them. (laughs) Ghost children? (laughs) That'd be awesome. Dude, I'm that'd ghost be, hunting in your house from across the town. Across that'd be f- <laughs> that'd be fucked up, dude. I'd have a hard time <laughs> sleeping at night. I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> She'd have you turn on your webcam and just sneak through your house, turn the lights down. Anyway, anyway, what was I? Oh, the Wii. So the Wii. So I got a hold of some games. Um, Basically, just I kind of looked for games that were considered like you know the best Wii games, like Super Mario Galaxy Two, right? I got that and I played that for a night, and that game's pretty sweet. It's really weird. 
Oh, yeah. You, you ever play any of the Mario Galaxy games or anything like that? I've played a little bit of the Mario Galaxy games, and it's definitely a lot different. They take it to a whole different level. Yeah, like the weird the rocket science. No, it's just the weird, like the planets, flying around planets and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get, jumping on orbits and shit like that and flinging around. So I've got that and some other games. So I've got these, like, fairly advanced, new age style games. Yet I still find myself, every time I turn on the Wii, it's fucking Kirby's Adventure I turn on, and I'm playing that thing. I'm like, fuck Mario on weird planets flying through space. I want to play a puffball sucking in enemies. We want to play a fucking sucking puffball. God damn it. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, sound, uh, doesn't sound gay at all. What, a sucking puffball? <laughs> a pink puffball that sucks its enemies. That's how it wins. Sucks off its enemies. I will, suck, I will suck your powers from you. Get in my mouth. <laughs> Just a reminder. Parental advisory. Children, what are you still doing up? It's 12.33 in the morning. It is pretty late. Dude, I don't know when we started this. This has been going for a while. Um. Well, we just initially started, like, getting me orientated into the whole system at about, like, 10.45 or something like that. Oh, it's probably not been quite an hour, actually, now that I think about it. It felt like, since we've been talking a while before we started the broadcast, it felt like it's been a while, but it we were talking about whether we were would wake up for this at, like, 11.30, so... Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, we were talking for a little while before we actually took it live. Because we're on Saturday morning dubcast right now. Saturday morning dubcast live. It's not Saturday morning. My hope is we'll do the live. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's Friday morning. Saturday morning dubcast and a day early. A day early. Well, I was kind of thinking that I was going to not edit this episode and I was just going to be able to rip it and then I'll actually post the episode to the site on Saturday morning or late Friday night, Saturday morning. But I might have to edit it because there's a lot of us just like looking at news articles and stuff like that. That kind of requires video. I might cut those parts out. I don't know. Ah, that's right. The screen share. Yeah. The screen share, which is awesome. Like that's another, that uh, kind of exciting thing about, this Google Hangout is being able to do the screen share, showing people what the hell we're talking about, stuff like that. Check it out, yourself. You see it there. You see it. You love it. You see it. Love it. Eat it. Have you seen? Have you watched anything interesting lately? Any interesting movies or TV shows? Let's see. What was that that we were watching just tonight? Something about L.A. being uh, cut off to like an earthquake. Kurt Russell. Oh, a movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Escape from L.A.? Escape from L.A. The movie is just It's very wacky. We were just watching it just a little bit ago. Like We didn't actually finish it, but we got through the first basic part of it. 
That is a sequel to... It's a John Carpenter movie, and it's a sequel to Escape from New York, which is awesome. Escape from L.A. does not generally get the same kind of love, but that came out um, August 9th, 1996, and the only time I've ever watched it, although I've seen Escape from New York like dozens of times, it's a great movie, the only time I've ever watched it, um, Escape from L.A., was when it came out in the theaters back in 96. I've been meaning to watch it again. But Kurt Russell with the patch on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That's, there we go. That's, that's Snake. Snake there we go. Yeah, yeah, he talks like Batman. You don't know Snake Plissken? <laughs> that movie, like, it doesn't get that much love. I guess it's pretty goofy. I'll have to watch it again. Oh, it's super but, goofy. The CG is pretty choppy and cheesy. <laughs> it's pretty early, and I don't think it was the largest budget movie at all. But it's it was pretty early in... I mean, it was 96, so it was pretty early in the green screen days. So I remember... That being pretty, uh, a little rough. Oh, yeah. At least it, it, it was pretty early in, like, it was on the cusp of when green screen started becoming very common in mainstream movies and stuff. The beginning of the movie, there was a scene where the earthquake, you know, the initial earthquake, and the, that happened in the year 2000, that split LA away, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there was a building crashing down and you know you could clearly see like full that it was full cg like computer animated but back then i suppose that was you know what they had to work with okay i'm gonna play a video i pulled up on youtube here real quick and this is one of the things i know gets this is one of the scenes gets criticized a lot um, and I haven't seen it, like I said, since 96, but, um, I'm going to play it back cause I kind of want to see it titled is the best scene from escape from LA. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, dude. Steve Buscemi's in that shit. <laughs> it's actually a decent movie. I mean, it's entertaining for its cheese factor. It's a lot like escape from New York. You know, there was it's got a certain, like, it's a fun movie, but it's, it's dark. It's got a certain tone. Escape right. from L.A., they definitely went with a much more way over the top yeah. tone. But the effects there look kind of rough, but I, like, I applaud, like, the concept there. And, like, um, I, I like the effort. And... Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> the scope of what they were trying to do is pretty badass. Yeah, dude, he's surfing a wave and then jumping onto a speeding car nearby. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's insane, and the fact that it's Kurt Russell surfing the wave next to oh, what's his name, um, Peter Fonda or what? Was it Henry Fonda? Peter Fonda. And then he jumps into a red convertible off the fucking from surfing the wave, driven by Steve Buscemi. How is yeah. that not the best movie ever made? Oh yeah, exactly. By it's far, just, it wins. It's just insanity. I gotta watch that again. Glad <laughs> you brought that up. Oh yeah. What well, yeah, if Steve just popped it on out of nowhere earlier this evening? Have so. You ever- in a weird way that in a weird way that's that's 
Steve-O's contribution for the night is... There you he, go, dude. He, he made me watch <laughs> Escape from Hell, and I watched part of it. It manifested into this conversation. Have you ever watched Escape from New York, the original, or the first movie? It's way older. See, I don't think I've seen... I don't think I've seen it. That would be a pretty good movie night. A good double feature would be watching those two movies. Nice. Have, might have to do that sometime, and when you're when you might be available for one, or fuck, we'll just not even make a normal movie night of it. We'll just watch those movies because they're great. Yeah, well, yeah. Next time we come over, hang out, or whatever, we can pop that shit in. I recently, let's see, what did I watch recently? I watched two movies not too long ago. Um. Me and Melanie went and seen This Is The End. Have you heard of oh, this? Might have seen a preview for that. It just came out it just came out um this last weekend, I think. Yeah. And it's got um Seth Rogen and James Franco and Jonah Hill and a whole bunch of dudes, but basically it's like it's an apocalypse movie, but they play themselves. Uh huh. And yeah, it was pretty good, man. It was, nice. it was funny. It was funny. It was weird. And I was, I had extremely, because I like all those guys. So I had extremely high hopes. And I think my, my expectations were a little too high, but it was still like really good. That's good. As long as they settled your expectations to a certain degree. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed, but like I said, I had really high hopes, and there was maybe a little bit of disappointment. But I I would say it's a good movie. It's funny, especially if you like enjoy those guys' sense of humor, or like like Pineapple Express. And I mean, it's not necessarily just like a stoner comedy, but it's pretty good. Oh, and then I watched Oz the Great and Powerful. Have you seen that? That I have not. Okay, that, which is kind of, there we go, there's the James Franco connection. That also has James Franco, but it's basically the Wizard of Oz prequel. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. and it was directed by Sam Raimi, who more recently did the Spider-Man movies, but he also did the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness and uh, Darkman and stuff like that. And that was actually... A lot better than I expected. It was it entertained me quite a bit because there's a lot of Sam Raimi isms in it to the point where I don't know if you're familiar with Army of Darkness at all, but like the general plot of this movie is almost lifted totally from Army of Darkness. It's like nice. Yeah, it's the like reluctant kind of um kind of shitbag, shithead uh main hero character put in the situation where he's basically like the prophesized one that fall from fell from the sky, which is literally the case in both those movies. So it's very similar in like kind of in that respect, but yeah, it was, plot, it was pretty decent. Yeah. Plot outline basically. <laughs> the plot outline is identical to army of darkness, which is pretty funny. Um, but given that it was a prequel to Wizard of Oz, which I'm not a huge fan of Wizard of Oz, but I have three younger sisters, so I've seen that movie countless times. Oh, I'm sure it was probably the fucking movie that you never want to die. 
watch all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I'm not, I was never been into musicals, and that was the nice thing. The prequel is not a musical at all. In fact, there's one part, without spoiling anything, there's one part where he's like in this, I don't know what the hell they call this town, but where the yellow brick, brick road swirls, it's kind of where Dorothy starts her adventure in The Wizard of Oz. And the munchkins start to sing a song, and he's like, oh, no, stop that. Makes a big point of, like, stopping them. And that's, nice. the only attempt, yeah, that's the only attempt at a song in the whole thing. So I appreciated that. That's awesome. It's like the anti-musical. Exactly. Not only did they make a point to not make a musical, they made a point to show you that they weren't making a musical. Yeah, they, they like, chastised the <laughs> munchkins for trying to sing. A little bit, yeah. And I'm not familiar with any of the original Oz books at all. I've never read any of them. So I don't know how accurate it is to the source material, because I know there's umpteen different Oz books. But, um, yeah, coming from not knowing anything about the source material, I enjoyed it. And I would recommend a view, if you're into Sam Raimi, and watch it with an eye for for that type of stuff. Check it out. Check it out. So I guess those would be my movie recommendations. <laughs> movie recommendations by Randy on SMD episode four. Episode four. Feels like it's winding down a bit. Winding down the night. What do we got here? 1257 AM late night. Late the late night morning dubcast, Saturday morning, late night. Saturday morning, <laughs> late night. That's right. That's right. So oh, late night, Steve-O's passed out. Steve-O's passed out before the show, show began. This isn't, this isn't the morning show, but it's the late night. He's still a pussy. You can that. <laughs> He'll hear it. <laughs> He'll hear it. He will. You think he'll listen to this? He'll probably pop it on. Make him listen to it. Make him listen to it. Like, you sit there. Of course. <laughs> sit there. Sit on your hands. You don't get to fiddle your hands. You don't get to do nothing. <laughs> Tie it down. Listen. Stare at the screen and watch and listen. Because you weren't there. This is your punishment. <laughs> you have to live it. You'd be the only person on Earth that makes it all the way through the video. With the little eye-opening devices clawed into your eye. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going Clockwork Orange style on this motherfucker. Yeah, Clockwork Orange style, exactly. As a matter of fact, is there a picture, a quick picture that we can find of that? Probably all you have to do is type in Clockwork Orange. Eye-opening... Oh god, that's terrible! You, you got it. Flash it up there. That's what's gonna. That's what we're gonna do. This <laughs> that should be the little picture. That's what I'll put together. The little picture only. I'll have Steve's face in there. <laughs> we're gonna fucking Clockwork Orange style you. Clockwork Orange. Uh, watch that shit. You have no other cho- no other choice but to see it. Well, I am running out of topics, so we might want to shut this show down. We're going to shut it down. It's the end of the Saturday late night. 
show. I think so. Interesting first going. It's a good learning experience here. This is kind of like a. This is kind of my, like my first little tour on the whole Google Hangout thing. So I definitely like the video sharing capabilities. The screen share I enjoyed a lot. That was definitely a fun part of the thing. That's why I thought like I I thought this would be ideal. Like once I got into how this actually worked and started messing around with it. And I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm glad that we ha- were able to do this and like have you check it out too, because th- I thought this was perfect for Saturday morning dubcast. Because if you oh, think yeah. about that first episode, there were those songs that we from YouTube that we wanted to play, and then the stories we could show the pictures of like the weird stories we come up with and shit. I just thought that would be perfect. Oh yeah, it is, and it is. It's definitely the perfect thing for. Saturday morning dubcast because the screen share, like all the things that we were talking about, like while we were doing those last episodes, people didn't know, but we were clicking around and looking at images and doing the exact things that we're able to actually show now. Yep, exactly. And I'm not sure how well this will like, um, I'm not sure how well this will translate to an audio only podcast. Like I said, I might have to, um, I don't really want to go, like, I, actually, I think me and you have been doing pretty good at keeping a conversation going, <clears throat> so I'm not worried about, like, awkward silences and such, but, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but basically, as you can tell, this was kind of a trial run to see how it goes, it's just me and Lou, I think we've done a pretty good job at keeping this going, I'm not sure how well this will translate to an audio-only podcast, I might have to cut some of the stuff out, so it'll be a bit shorter. But the audio only will probably be about as confusing as the original Saturday morning downcast episodes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, at least we don't have cameras set around a room with a bunch of people talking at the same time, <laughs> or true you that. know what I mean, a microphone set around with like seven people talking at the same time. And nobody can tell what the hell's going on. Oh, yeah. That, well, that was episode number two, wasn't it? When we, we had a rather large group around a table. It was, and... a good, it was a good experiment. But editing that thing was gnarly, man. Holy shit. It was well, I, I bet because we had two computers doing two separate recordings of the same thing. Oh, man. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That's a rough one to listen to, too. <laughs> but but I like I definitely like this setup using Google Plus. I like being able to live stream even if the videos aren't that in, intriguing initially. Um, I like all the like you were saying, the screen share, oh, yeah. YouTube video features are fucking awesome. And I definitely want to do this again with SMD. We shall. There's going to be an episode number five. Yep. Yep. But, all right. Well, I guess that about does it for us, man. That does it. That does it. Stay tuned for the next episode. Stay tuned for the next one. And, you know, another, not to, like, delay the episode anymore, but another thing I like is... Like, me and you sitting here just bullshitting, like, 
once you figured out how like you got your stuff installed, how this works, and then the invite, the weird Google Plus invite situation, yeah. is a little off-putting. But um, like this is easy. It's basically yeah. just a video chat. Like it's so much easier. I think it'll be easier to like motivate ourselves to sit down and do these podcasts a little more often. Oh, it's definitely easier for me. I mean, I'm just sitting here in my chair at my laptop, you know, at my desk. So comfortable situation. Indeed. We're not in the dungeon box any longer. We're not in the dungeon box. And I like, I, well, you might be, I, I, I yeah, actually I am in the dungeon box. Randy, but, um, Randy reporting to us from the dungeon box, from the dungeon box. Me reporting to me from my basement. Your basement layer? Your basement layer. The Louis layer. The Louis layer. So what you need to do when you talk to Steve next, after you call him a pussy for not being up for this, is then you need to make this sound like it was the funnest, easiest experience you've ever had so we can actually con him into doing it. <laughs> Because you know how Steve is. That's what it'll take. Like, he, I know he's probably like, oh, it's going to be a hassle, and he doesn't want to sit up, and blah, blah, blah. But shit, dude, this, isn't, this, ain't, this ain't nothing. It's just hanging out. It's hanging out and inviting others to listen to us. No, yeah, it's like, oh, you want to hear us banter? Have, have at it. It's right here. It's available to you. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's informal, informational. Sometimes we can't say words correctly. Sometimes we lose the ability to talk when we're on air. It happens. <laughs> hey, this happens to this happens to everybody. Um All right. Yeah, if you want to check out our earlier episodes or this episode once it goes to audio version, see what got did and didn't get cut. Um go to Saturday Morning Dubcast, D U B C A S T. Saturday morning dubcast.blogspot.com. I haven't shelled out any money for that domain yet, so we're still just a blogspot.com. We're doing the old blogspot. Piggyback right. ride. That's right. Um, if you're interested in checking out any of the music or anything like I was talking about earlier or uh, or other podcast, which is very entertaining and actually up into the double digits, <laughs> you know. Damn. Because we got, what's the other the other podcast up to episode 20? 19? What was the episode you guys just did? That was 20, wasn't it? I think so. So that one... EMG, EMG Radio episode number 20. Yep. Even though um, the schedule for when we release those have, this season have been pretty weird. But that one's actually going fairly regularly. Um, I'm going to start doing the Google Hangout for that as well, but it'll work a little bit better for that in terms of like, well, EMG, the podcast is just easier to maintain, easier to go along because all we have to do is kind of talk some bullshit and then play some music, talk some bullshit, play some music. <clears throat> right, right. Instead of relying on us to feed bullshit for the whole time. But... But then again, hundred percent bullshit. <laughs> but then again, it's easier to come up with stuff to talk about on here because we can literally talk about whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, we can go off the topic because there's no specific topic that we have to stay on. Exactly. 
We want to talk about neon mutant babies. Mutant babies. We'll do that. As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to talk about next episode. Next episode, Saturday morning dubcast, Neon Mutant Babies. Neon Mutant Babies. And we'll make it a point where we're going to have to do a search live on the spot next episode. We'll see what we come up with. Yeah, dude, that's we will. We will. I'll remember this, and that's what we'll do. We'll live search some shit. That could be dangerous. Could yeah, we, we don't know what we're going to come up with. We'll try and stay away from uh, some of the most off-putting results. but <laughs> We'll search before we do a screen share, and then once we find something interesting, we'll screen share that. Because I don't want to like get us banned from YouTube for accidentally pulling up some really off-color strange pictures, you know? <laughs> Our language is enough. <laughs> We've got that parental advisory we posted several times. Several kids, the the children should have been gone long ago. They should be in bed sleeping by now. Anyway, this parental advisory. See this fucked up shit. It means children get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. We talk about things like anal tag girl and stuff like that. Anal tag girl, dude. That episode. There's a couple of little spots, but episode number three is actually really good, dude. I enjoy that one. I listen to it every so often. I think that was a, the peak moment for sure, episode number three. It was. And then there was nothing for nine months. Yep. <laughs> and then so, this. And then this, which is technically the, the dubcast baby. The dubcast baby. It's See, because it's in its infancy. Yep. Uh, okay, it's not fully okay. developed, and it's only two people. It's only two people. We're not even up on all three legs yet. Sounds weird. <laughs> Sounds really weird. We're neon alien mutant babies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, first topic next episode neon mutant babies. Um, what was I? I was pimping stuff. Oh, yeah. Check out our other podcast at EMG, that's Elephant Mutant uh, Gangland. (laughs) EMG, I couldn't think of anything for G. G Wiz, EMGradio.com. If you guys are on Twitter, we also have a severely neglected Twitter account. It's at Satmodub. It's S-A-T-M-O-D-U-B. Satmo Dub. You go to it. Since we're actually podcasting more, I'm going to start using it. But yeah, Satmo Dub. And also, we both have our own Twitter accounts. I don't know if you want to give yours out, but mine's easy. Mine's at Randall Sylvie, my name, which is R-A-N-D-A-L-S-I-L-B-E-Y on Twitter. At Randall Sylvie, and you can check that out. I post, you know, whatever's random thing is on my mind. And do you want to give out your Twitter? Sure. Mine is at subliminal underscore hit. Subliminal hit. And then we also have a Facebook page for Saturday Morning Dubcast. It's as you would expect. Facebook.com slash Saturday Morning Dubcast. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all I got for pimpins. You got this. And I don't have a sign-off for this. I do have outro music to play, but I don't have a sign-off. That's all right. That's cool. Peace out, people. Peace out. I hope you've enjoyed. This has been Randy. 
This has been Louis. And you guys have a good weekend. Take it easy. Outro music. Gonna play, I swear. Most viewed, what's this? Most viewed videos in the last 24 hours that were uploaded within the last 28 days. Oh, so these are going to be just recent videos as well. And it's all the same videos. People, you're disappointing me. None of these videos look interesting to me. Tonight, Again. on SMD, we become disappointed in the YouTube nation. I'm disappointed and disillusioned by the YouTube viewers, viewer nation. So that's why we're streaming to you live tonight. We're trying to put out our form of nonsense to cover up your form of nonsense. <laughs> our form of nonsense might be really long, drug out, and boring, but at least it's not whatever the fuck you're watching. Lame-ass music videos. Not interested in none of this. It's terrible terrible although it's so weird that like the most viewed shit on YouTube currently is this almost all music videos but there are no music video channels left on TV there's no MTV VH1 none of that plays music at all anymore oh yeah especially yeah MTV it's all just reality shows like the demand is kind of there Maybe it's not, though. Maybe music videos don't really work for people unless they can have it on demand, where they, you know... They get to pick what video they watch and when. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like I was saying earlier. Like, I'm not into pop, pop radio music and generally what the radio plays, so I guess the most popular YouTube music videos are not going to be anything that interests me. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know that I've heard of any of those artists, even even as a popular artist. I'm just not keyed into it, man. And none of the stuff I ever hear really, like, it just doesn't appeal to me. It's not, it's not, I've never been a pop guy. But, I mean, if there was a song that was popular, that got radio play that I liked, I wouldn't deny it. Like, I right. would, you know... I wouldn't reject it just because it's popular, but in general, the sound is just kind of off-putting. Yeah, exactly. I'm just not into it. There's no soul to it. Well, you know, you can feel the fact that they're just sitting there in a studio trying to get their, you know, 
well, the, what are they getting charged by the hour or whatever? So it's all about money and time. So they're just sitting there trying to pump out a product. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's just it's pumping out a product, and from a business point of view, which is what it's you know, pop music generally is from a purely a business fucking point of view. You want something that's going to appeal to the largest available, the largest pot, largest widest possible audience. Right. So everything. So it's just that's why it's always so generic. And well, yeah, and that's what kills the art behind it because as an artist, you know that. It doesn't always run on the schedule of the business person. The art schedule works in a whole different calendar. 